0: We'll do a review of Lekut Hesichas in Helik Yud, the second sicha of Parshas Miketz. The sicha is a Rashi sicha. The Rebbe discussed it, a Rashi which seemingly, according to the Pshat, is very difficult. Uh, Rashi is discussing that uh, Yosef was demanding from the Egyptians that they should circumcise. And the Rebbe has a lot of questions, the simple meaning, what doesn't seem to fit with the simple meaning in the Pasuk this conversation, this whole idea, why would Yosef want them to circumcise, how is that allowed and the Rebbe comes up with uh, an interesting concept, the idea is because all of the uh, people in Egypt were fully under uh, Yosef he was dominant, so just like there is a mitzvah to circumcise Miknas Kaspe, those who are the uh, acquired by the masters to circumcise as well. The Egyptian had that status. Very interesting idea. And the Rebbe explains with this idea the whole conversation in the Rashi. And there is also a uh Shel uh, in the end of the Sikha. So Aleph. Let's look inside. So uh, the Posik says, uh of Kolerets Mitzrayim." This was during the hunger, so the entire land of Egypt was hungry. So Paray So the people cried out to Parai that they want bread to eat. So Parey says uh, to all of the Egypt, Yosef, go to Yosef, Asher Yoimar Lochem Tasu. This that he tells you, uh, you shall do. So Rashi explains, this is the Rashi the Rebbe is going to so first first Rashi explains the beginning of the posse. Rashi explains that all of the uh, grain has rotted besides Yosef, so then Rashi quotes the end of the Pasik that it says tasu whatever he tells you to do so Rashi explains what was going on over here. So Rashi was telling them that they should circumcise. And when they come to Pare and they said, He's telling us to circumcise. As Rashi springs down, the Rebbe will discuss it later on. He told them, How come you did not? gather food, but he said that there's going to be hunger. Why Why did you burn negligence? So they said, well, we uh, did gather the food, but it all rotted away. So, then he says to them, well, then you got to do everything that he says, because he said the grain shall rot, so what is going to say if we should all die? In any event, the uh, Rebbe will explain in detail this uh uh, the Rashi, the deeds of the Rashi, but right now the Rebbe Kidl Kama Siv Gimel, later on Siv Gimel, but right now the Rebbe wants to understand why is Rashi telling you something which seems to be totally not in place of the Pasek? The Pasek is talking about they came to Paray, the people, for bread. What has it got to do telling them with the circumcision, But Tzadok in we need to understand how they that they were screaming to Paroi, they said they want bread. So Bayomer so says, Goyemer, you want bread? Lochel go to Yosef. Shahu. This going to Yosef is the order of things because this is Alpiy Amir's Parali Yosef has earlier said to Yosef. Through your mouth, you'll be in charge of feeding my whole people. So when Paris sends them to Yosef, he's sending them to go get the food. So Pari's response is very simple, understood. Go to Yosef, whatever Yosef tells you, do. He's the one. So why do we need a commentary altogether? In the first place, we don't need to explain this because it's self-explanatory. And even if you'll find to say that there is some sort of forcing Rashi to commentary like this yisoid uh, Rashi has already told us. Let us know the basis of his commentary. The <speaking in Hebrew> upon Rashi repeats this many times. <speaking in Hebrew> I have not come but to interpret the simple meaning of the verse. <speaking in Hebrew> and also the agoda that will settle every place, word and word, every matter and matter on its uh, right place. So since that's Rashi's, so how does Rashi know, how does Rashi know in the simple text, the simple meaning of the verse, they had already been by Yosef. And Yosef told them that they should circumcise. And then later on, after the thing that happened after that they went to Pari. Gam Koshe. So this is doesn't this whole thing that he's told them that they had already a radio conversation with 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 uh with Yosef beforehand. Uh where is this all in the post? Gam Koshe. Also it's difficult. Adrab Meloshna Kosuf from the language of the verse, Shapari omar lahem, what does Pari say to them? Asher Yoimar loshen Osid, Yoimar, what he will tell you. That's a future. Language future, Lochem Tasu. Whatever he tells you in the future is do. It's not that we're discussing something that he said in the past. It's masma that Yosef didn't tell them any, anything about this matter. He's just talking about the future. Uh, is what Padre was saying to the people what Yesim will tell you. But here Rashi comes up. No, oh, there was a whole discussion already. He had already told them, they'd ask him for food and he told them to circumcise. And now they're coming. What does that say? It doesn't say anywhere in the posse. So the question, first question is, why does Rashi Bechlal have to bring down anything about their discussion uh, and uh, that took place before and specifically uh, where does Rashi know the details he told them to circumcise and, uh, and only and afterwards they went to Pari. Uh, these are not mentioned and uh, if you look at the Pasik it seems like this discussion started off with paroi and he just said them to Jason. this whole earlier interaction, the, the Rebbe will explain later on in the Sikha. the Rebbe explains that why did they come to Par in the first place? They, If Yosef was in charge, as we'll see as the Rebbe said, that tells Rashi that there was before the reason they're coming to Pare was to complain against Yosef because Yosef was telling them something as we will see inside the Rebbe's explanation later on. Beis. Beine yesh mefarshim. There are other commentaries, that the long language that Pari uses forces us to say, that before the Mitzrim screamed out to Pare, they had a discussion, a give and take with Yesim. Why? This is the lens itself. Because in am Naimar Shathila Boa Mitzrim Itzakosam Al Pari. If we should say that at the beginning they came yelling to Parv, who sholcha machakach li Yosef, and he sent them later to Yosef, how you Then he should have said, l'chual Yosef, go to Yosef, or not ashe Yemer lechamtasa what he tells you to do. Just go to Yosef. How you lelachovesulai? Nothing. Meze shayisibideburei. But the fact that Yosef adds to say that Paray adds and says "Asher Yemer Tasu" what he tells you to do move on. That's understood. Shehem Kvar Hoyu Etsel Yosef that they already wore by Yosef. V'Shuhu Amar Lem Dovar Sheli Latsu Rosu Lasis. He told them to do something that they did not want to do. V'Azeba Mane Paray. That's why Paray is saying, not saying go to Yosef, but "Asher Yemer Tasu" what he tells you to do. So in the language, seems over here that they've already been by Yosef from the Posse. That's the way uh, the mefarshim explained, the Maseke David, And the Rebbe says this is difficult to accept because, first of all, the Rebbe says, we still, this detail specifically that the discussion involved around the bris about the Mila about circumcision, doesn't, how do we know that? Maybe there was something else. <laughs> in addition to the fact that in a movement, even according to this interpretation, it's not understood, <laughs> no, that Yosef told them that they should circumcise specifically, okay? Maybe there was a discussion, but how do we know the discussion? But there's other problems. First of all, the fact that he says that he will tell you, as the Rebbe asked earlier, means that they had not had the discussion before. Aleph, Meloshin since the post says, Asher Yaymar in the future, what he'll tell you, Muchakkenal, it's evident as it says before, as the Rebbe mentioned earlier in the Lassis. that Yusuf had not yet told them what they have to do. He says what he's going to tell you to do. But according to Rashi's Peshat, they've already discussed the brismila. And he's just reinforcing. He said, go do what he tells you to do. He already told you to circumcise. But here it says that something new that they don't we haven't discussed yet. Um, the Rebbe says the language of Rashi is not does not point to this because the Im base, Rashi, if Rashis prove is then that the whole idea that Yosef was telling them to circumcise is based upon these extra words in the posic, Hoyot the needs to instruct. That's how we know that Yosef was telling them something and he was reinforcing what Yosef says. He's telling them you have to do what he says. Even though he's already been in charge, why would they, they need to tell, tell, tell him again? But. Since that, that would be the evidence, <speaking in Hebrew> Rashi would have wrote it, written it in a style of a commentary to the words that <speaking in Hebrew> so from here we see, <speaking in Hebrew> so Rashi would be explaining what the meaning <speaking in Hebrew> that he has to be saying, well, he's in charge, you have to. Do whatever he says, but or another language like, <laughs> but he just says the reason because Yosef was telling Mukach. It's evident that's not we're interpreting these words. This that Yosef told them that they should circumcise. That's not what we're learning now. These words, now we see that we should, that Yeshua that, that has told them that they should circumcise. <laughs> it's something which is known. And it's brought here as an introduction. Based on now that we know already that something that we know from before. That he told them to circumcise. You won't, will understand. <speaking in Hebrew> that he tells them, you shall do, <speaking in Hebrew> we mean, <speaking in Hebrew> that he had said to them before. So basically, we have to say that this idea of bris Mila, that, my, that Yosef was telling them to circumcise, was not nishadish, did not come up over here, at this posseh, at this point. Rashi's is not saying Mikan, and that we knew that there was something going on. Besides the fact, how do we know Brisas the Rebbe asked? But it's Mashmah that from before we know already Yosef required from them to circumcise. And now we understand why he says Shem Tasu, is because Yosef demanded. Powder was reinforcing that. How do we know all this? And now the Rebbe is going to ask in the Rashi itself the discussion in the Rashi. So what is the discussion in the Rashi? So several questions. Um, mm-hmm. Further, as Rashi follows this, continues his explanation, he says, mm-hmm. So when they came to Pari Yosef told them before, that they have to circumcise them. When they came to Pare and they said, This is what he's telling us. He says to them, bor, So how come you did not collect the food? Boyim, but didn't he announce to you, you knew that the years of hunger are upon us, are coming? So they responded to Pare, the, the people of Mitzrayim, Mosavnu we actually gathered a lot, and it all rotted. So therefore he says to them, in that case, that you see, that you tried to collect it didn't stay, it rotted. In that case, everything it tells you do, because here he decreed on the grain and it rotted. What is if he's going to decree upon us and will die? This whole discussion over here, the Rebbe is gonna challenge with various questions. The Gambas So here too, it's very difficult. It's difficult to understand. Number one, Aleph. The first question we have is the uh, whole conversation that Rashi brings down that took place between the people and Pari and the, the, the circumcision of the whole, and the whole conversation of here. All what they came to Pari, to asked for bread, and he sent them to Yosef. That's what it says in the Pesach. Aleph. Where does Rashi have proof? in the simple meaning of the verse that it's, simply understood as called the entire take give and take the back and forth that took place in the part of the egyptian only thing that the posse has is they cried out to party they wanted bread that's all we see we don't have any other discussion about the bread rotting and about the circumcision about this whole the details In Oisbeis, the Rebbe is going to ask, why does Rashi add in his commentary the second question, uh, for the discussion, they had a discussion, they said they don't have food to eat, they came to Padre, Padre told them, why didn't you gather? They said, we gathered, but uh, it all rotted, so they're all rot, right, so we have nothing to eat, so he should tell them, so go to go to Yosef. Uh why do they have to add Mayim, Zoro, Base, let's look inside. La Harsha Ruham, Mitzri. After the Egyptians said, Rashi. As Rashi says, Rashi says that they said to Padre, we gathered a lot of uh, the grain, but Irkivo, it rotted. Valzei, Shivlam, Padre. So Padre responds to them, Cain. So in that case, so you don't have any food. They don't have what to eat. So they don't have any choice. The only thing is left. Post success, whatever he tells you to do. So that should be the end. What is missing in understanding the simple meaning of the verse? She adds, since he decreed on the Tvua, what if he's going to decree we're going to die, what do we have to bring in the whole thing about dying? And Rashi specifically doesn't just say whatever he says you will do, he says, everything that he will say, and then, when Pari says, what happens if he's going to take, all of a sudden he's talking about himself. He says, he's, In other words, he's including himself. Well, how does he talk about himself all of a sudden? He's saying, what if he's going to decree upon us? What is pari connected to the gazeta? The Gezeder was that they don't have what to eat. And the food rotted. That affected them. He just said, and what happens if he's going to decree that you should die? What is he saying himself? And then he's saying what? He's saying you're going to die. Hey, Misa, Mandechar Shmei, what is he saying if we're going to die? Who is talking about death over here? Again, the Rebbe says, yes, the pshat comes from the Medrash, but why does Rashi have to quote the Medrash in these details which are difficult to understand in the simple meaning, Hein Emes, let it be true. <laughs> that generally, this commentary that's before us, mekoyde bemedrash, is rooted, is sourced in the Madrash. Rashi But we know the rule that Rashi has included and ruled on his pirush. He only will bring the expounding view of our teachers of blessed memory, only in a situation if he has to settle the words of the pusik that it fits in its ways, as mentioned before. So why does Rashi quote here the Medrash with details which seems to not, fit in with the simple level of the Pussik. So the Rebbe asks specific questions on this Rashi over here, this whole conversation, the back and forth. And why does Rashi have to add what's gonna happen if he tells die? And he says, listen everything that he says and he talks about Olenu about including Paris saying if he dies on us and who's talking about death and so all these things Need to be understood, but in Ois Dalid, the Rebbe is going to actually add. We don't understand the Chlal, How could Yosef? Why would he? And how could he tell them to circumcise? That seems to be against uh, the uh, law of not pouring one's blood, which explains to us how come Avram didn't circumcise all this till he was told by Hashem, because that would be according to many mifarshim, because that would be violating. Pouring your own blood. So how would Yosef expect them for them to circumcise? Dalit. We also need to understand the concept, the contents, and the idea of Rashi and the Medrash. Aleph. The first of all, ma. What was Joseph's reasoning? He was demanding from the Egyptian they should circumcise. Especially he was against their wishes because they didn't want to. And they had to come to Pare. Pare forced them. So what was Joseph's demand for them? What kind of benefit is going to come from this that they're going to circumcise? Number one. Number two, base. Allah seems to go against the Posik. Allah Posik. That the blood for your souls I will demand. Uh, so that's in the that's already in the Posik Nayach in uh so there the Posik says Pashnay, the Rashi says Pirush Rashi. what does it mean Dimchem? She Dimchem the Navadimchem? Hino Ashef Damat's one who pours his own blood, this, is a this means, according to the path of the simple meaning, the way of pshat, you're not allowed to pour your blood, the Torah prohibits to pour your own blood, we're not talking about suicide, or pouring your blood that you die, just any blood, you're not allowed to pour, even if you don't come through the pouring of your blood, to getting sick or dying, the same as the isur that you're not allowed to eat the blood, which is in Pasuk this is a Pasuk Hay. So over there we're talking about any blood you're not allowed to eat. Rashi says there, you're not allowed to eat blood of a chai. So in this case, you're not allowed to pour your blood. So how could he even expect them to, to um, circumcise, pouring their blood, even if it didn't cause them a sickness or anything? And actually, the Rebbe explains, this is actually an explanation that a lot of people explain why Abram Avinu didn't do a bris before he was commanded. But move on based on this <laughs> is simply understood. that many people have discussed, went back and forth, how come our father Abraham, Abraham, did not circumcise himself before he was commanded? Even then, before the Torah was given, it says that Abraham fulfilled the entire Torah before it was given. So, people want to know why didn't Avram Avinu do Brismillah? Because since he was commanded not to pour his blood. So in that case, what is he going to do? A mitzvah in a place where there's a prohibition. A it's very obvious, simple, that there is no room and it's not considered to be perfection to do a mitzvah. A mitzvah wasn't given, but you're going to do it anyways because there's a mitzvah, don't do it. Don't pour your blood, and I'm going to do a mitzvah and make a bris. As opposed to, but when, as opposed to when you were commanded for the mila, so this specific command, overrides override, pushes away, mevatel and nullifies, Benidin in this particular case, where you're doing a bris, the prohibition against pouring the blood doesn't apply in this case, because in this case, the pouring the blood, doing a circumcision, becomes the mitzvah. Okay, so, and simply, when the Torah talks about, not dimchel nafshi, means not pour blood. So in that case, we further don't understand. So how would Yosef demand it? Well, if move on, how could, says Yosef, he was telling the Egyptian they should circumcise. But this matter is a prohibition of pouring the blood. They, the people of Egypt, just like all other sons of Noyach, is are they warned this is a mitzvah for them. This is from the midst of the Bnei Noyach. So why is he telling them to circumcise? In Oish, hey, the Rebbe is going to say that the basis of Rashi's pirush is the fact. Why did these people come to Padre to ask for Lechem when the order was already set up that Lechem is something that Yosef takes care of? He was supposed to provide that for them. They should go to Yosef. It must mean that they were coming to Padre to complain on Yosef. Yosef must be demanding something from them. And Yasef was demanding from them the circumcision because since they were all dependent and he had basically already bought them because they all needed him for their sustenance, so therefore there was already an obligation like the uh, Kenyan Kaspi. Let's look inside to circumcise. Hey, Babir Bazaar. Explanation this. Allah posik, you shall be on my home, which is what Pari is saying to Yosef, and through your mouth, by your instruction, my whole nation will be fed. Peter Sharashi. Sharashi explains that yish, Yishak Yitzon That Yishak means they will be fed, they will be supported, taken care of. Kol ami All the needs of my people will be done through you. Hainu, that means Yosef hutal as called It was upon Yosef to support and provide all the needs of the Egyptians, the Muslim with food, etc. The and Yosef had accepted this upon himself, to fulfill this mission, as the Posik says. This was known. It was a public knowledge. Everybody, all the Egyptians knew this. We say, we find in later on, that Yosef went out and he passed through all the land of Egypt. That he collected all the food, so many as the sand by the sea so much so this was something that was done and uh, the tyrant that tells it to us later on in detail but it means that this was done the whole time before and and Yosef was known to be the one that supplies is so based on this that Yosef is the one that's taking care of of feeding and taking care of all the Egyptians. So when the entire land of Egypt, they were all crying out to parry for bread. Any moving cloud, it's totally not understood. So why are they going to parry for bread? But all their needs of their sustenance and their food is through Yosef. Why are they going to Pare? So we have to say that the Torah was short is something which was obvious. For sure, from the beginning, they came to Yosef to ask for food. Because he was the dominant Forced in all the land of Egypt. Only after he would not fulfill their request, they came to yell to So now we have an issue. That rush How come Yosef didn't do what he was supposed to do? Why did Yosef... But isn't this his job to provide so therefore, we have to say that Yosef asked them something. they all before they were all, they wanted food. They had to pay for it, and he told them to buy it. The whole every time they asked for something, shit. But here, for some reason. They had to go to Pari to complain about Yosef. He asked them something. They bought with money, but he asked them something. They would not agree to do it. That's why they go to Pari, their king, to scrape to him. What is this matter that Yosef demanded from the Egyptians? They didn't want to do it. So From the contents of the sections and the verses that we read earlier, Before these words that he tells you to do, move on. This is already from before, that we understand that Yosef told him that they should circumcise, as we will explain now in Oizvav. He explains based on Hashem's command, to Avram, that his offspring, that those who are Miknas Kaspe, those who is in control of, they should circumcise. This was something, an ongoing conversation between Yosef and all the Egyptians, even before all this. And he was constantly telling them, as the Rebbe will explain. And therefore, it makes sense that this is something they didn't want to do, and that's when they came to pare Vav, they said, v'akodesh baruchu when Hashem instructed Abram, to circumcise himself and his family members, Hashem tells him in the parishes, circumcise should circumcise those who are born in your home and those who are purchased with money, but Pashtus, simply, why did the Abishta tell him that also the ones who are born and purchased with money, who you of Miknas if they were born in his home and they were purchased with his money, they are in his uh, possession, that's his domain. And they're secondary to him. So that's why he has an obligation. Shehim that they should circumcise, they should circumcise. Kolachot v'achot vam, each one of them. Al-Pizeh, according to this, Kivon she Yosef, who hashal it al-Oretz, since Yosef is the dominant ruler of the land, V'ho, yon-no, sunal, kolaretz mitzrayim. And he was placed over the old land of Egypt. U-bilod, and without Yosef, as the Apostlech says, no man can raise a hand or a foot in all of the land of Egypt without Yosef. I knew, so that means that they were placed, they were given under his rulership, under his dominance. And they were in his possession like something that you purchase for money. Logically, it gives, in the simple meaning of the posseg, <speaking in Hebrew> that he has an obligation, <speaking in Hebrew> to put an effort that they should be circumcised. <speaking in Hebrew> this will sweeten also Rashi's specific, Rashi is particularly using the language, <speaking in Hebrew> he would say it, it's like a constant. It's not like he told him once, <speaking in Hebrew> like at this time, but he <speaking in Hebrew> of Omar not that he said to them one time So it wasn't just once that he told them they should circumcise but rather he was constantly demanding of them okay move on it's understood more when the hunger began and they had to come to him. They came to him as a, the ruler of the land. At that point, he for sure was telling him to circumcise He said him as a, And even more than this, Based on the above, that Yosef is obligated to put an effort, they should circumcise So do we have to say, So we have to that once the hunger was strong in the land of Egypt, and they more needed Yosef, they need to, they were forced to turn to Yosef. He was obligated not to just sell them, not some money. He had to demand for them as a condition. They must circumcise. Him. So now that we know that Yosef had sort of an obligation. To tell them to circumcise and the reason why are they coming to Parai, because Yosef refuses to give them the bread until they'll circumcise and Padre is basically telling them go back to Yosef but he has to give them a reason but they're telling him Yosef won't give the bread until they certainly they don't want to circumcise So that's why Rashi has to come into all of these details, as the Rebbe explains now in Zion, to explain to them why he's sending them to Yosef, because everything that's happening in is not natural, and if he tells Yosef to do something, uh, it's also not going to help, and this might actually cause him to die. And therefore... Uh, he keeps on saying that go back to Yosef and do as he says. Let's look at Zion. Zion. When the people calls out to Pari for bread. He's the king. Yosef is only the second to the king. And Pari says to them, Go to Yosef. Go back to Yosef, basically. Whatever he tells you, do. That means to say that he isn't getting involved in this. He will not tell Yosef to give them food. They're not going to circumcise. Listen to him. So it's understood. He had to give them a reasoning a rationale why is he sending them back why is he not feeding them so therefore rashi explains the reason how since he decreed on the grain it's not that it rotted on its own claim to say to them he's basically saying what's going on here is not natural and therefore we it's nothing you can't deal in a natural way i can't just tell them what to do if the problem this matter that they don't have bread with Shekimvel pari Loem they're screaming to party for bread whom itatssiba sits for natural reasons then there is room that he will instruct Yosef to give them bread who built it TV. But since the reason why they don't have bread is not natural, it's because of Jesus' decree, gozar So basically, what's going to be the benefit if he's going to instruct Jesus to give them food? If even when he's going to give them the food, because Paris said so, Yigzosh of Gamborze, he's going to decree that that feed that he's giving them will also rot. So basically he's saying to them that the reason he's not getting involved is because Gozar, and because of Gozar, because he's going to decree this is going to, rot as well. So what's the point in him telling you what to do? And Rashi has to continue, Rebbe explains now, because until rots, at least there'll be some benefit. Let him tell you, to give him food. And when it rots, then don't worry about it. Then I will eat times a maspi This is not at all sufficient yet. Shahari l'shav for temporarily. Achit tirikov until it rots. B'vadei for sure it will be beneficial. Begam acher maybe also later. Ula lo yigzer maybe he's not going to decree. B'afilu yigzer maybe if he's going to decree loy hivsidu davar they didn't lose anything. So go ahead tell him to give the food in the meantime. Therefore, we have to say that there is in this going to tell Yosef, you give them food against what Yosef wants to do. But If he's going to command to force Yosef, there could be something, a worry that they're going to do loss, damage and a loss. There'll be a loss relative to their situation when they yelled out for the bread. Misa Bemesha That's gonna be later on, but there's something immediately. This is a long time. That's not a great. Uh, so there's something more than just not long-term problem. There's also immediate but rather immediate death. That's why Rashi adds in the words of Padre He has no rulership over Yosef. Padre says, I can't force Yosef to instruct him something which is against his will. It's on the other way around, uh, Yosef has the power to decree. So what if he's going to decree, he will die. So don't start up with Yosef. Don't force him to do. So he's talking, go do because this is Yosef decreeing, and Yosef can do even more damage. So I'm not going to force him. And. Rashi, therefore, is going to say that still, still there can be argument. Why is he all of a sudden going to say, why is he going to kill everybody? That's what Rashi says. Olay knew, because Pari is the one that's forcing him to do what he doesn't want to do. So why would he tell them, Pari wants to kill you, he's going to kill you. Why would Pari go kill you? But now that I pare, I'm forcing him, so it's a He may, I may cause myself this. Still up till here, if Rashi would have just said he can uh, decree for us to die, is one thing. But Yosef Tzadik but Yosef the chatzadik, that's why he's not. That's why. Why is his gzeda, uh become stay? Why? Why? Why are they sustained? Is because he's a tzaddik itself so so there's no worry that he's gonna decree death on the people why are you saying to us i'm not gonna tell him because he might decree for us to die because they're not the ones the people are not the ones that are forcing him and instructing him to give food against his will that's where she knows that Parry said it's not on the people but on us us, including himself, Shuwa Machriach, because he is the one that is forcing Behem Shagor and they're the one that forced Padre to force him. He'll decree upon all of us is because we are telling him and causing him to do what he doesn't want to do. He's telling us to circumcise, go ahead and circumcise. Otherwise, he could, by forcing him to do, he can make decree death upon all of us. This item, the party said to them that Yosef has the power to decree upon them that they should die. This is also hinted as the post says, Asher yoymar lochem, That which he's going to tell you in the future, What he tells you in the future, you will do. So, what is this thing? Ashi yoy merlochem lo ta'asu mashma shakab anosui, that what he's intending over here, lo yilarak li'nyen hamil shli'nyen shekvar omor lahem. not only about something that they've already discovered, which is milikim shagam, im yoy also ba'osid dover shaloy amore, even in the future if he's going to tell them something which he hasn't said, alayim <speaking> lasoy <in Hebrew> They should still do it. He's telling them to go ahead and do with the future. Right? No, move on. Why was he worried about that uh, Paray was worried that Yeshu is gonna tell them something, in the future, what he didn't something on top of what he's already told them, which is uh the brismila And that's why Rashi explains that he's gonna say something new. He's gonna say we shall die. That he might tell you in the future. You will do, he's hinting to it. In the future, he might say, It's in the that they have to do as Yosef has told them. And Padre does not have the ability to instruct Yosef. <speaking> in <Hebrew> he should give them the food against Yosef's will. <speaking in Hebrew> because he might say in the future, <speaking> in <Hebrew> He may tell you what to do. <speaking in Hebrew> he could tell you something and therefore also as far as punishment, <speaking> in, <Hebrew> in the future he might decree upon us. Okay? Whatever he will tell you and he might do. So we we're talking about something that might come out from the future. And Rebbe brings out ches, the hero, that you can see what the impact that Yosef had, the uh, dominance, and that he, not only was he not deterred uh, from this uh, being involved in the running of Egypt, but rather actually he controlled everything in Egypt so that they did uh, what he needs to do. So the hero is that we should not get impacted by the materialism of the world, but we are in control. Ches. Yesh kam lepidu zesh rashi miyona So in this Rashi, there is also matters of the wine of toito. vekama in many places it's articulated. by The difference between Yosef and the tribe. So Yosef lihi Yosef merkoved Atzillus. Since Yosef was a chariot for Atsilus, the brothers were Bria. Yosef was in Atsilus. Because Yosef was a chariot, he was totally subjugated to his level of Atzillus. So therefore, worldly matters did not take up any space. They weren't a entity that takes up place. They did not preoccupy, they did not determine. they did not confuse him at all. They didn't bother him. He could have been the same time while he was a king of Egypt, the second to the king. It's a place which is the lowest, the total Deterior lowest of levels. He was in the descent and he was the preoccupation in this world. And yet at the same time, and at the same time, he was in total elevation and he was totally connected with godliness. So this was. Yosef, who was a merkava of Atsilus. but Chenkin as opposed to the tribe, the Yosef, which merkava debria, they were only merkava debria. They needed to be in isolation from the world. They couldn't be part of the it. Because the world would take up space there. It would tear them. It, uh, it inter- interferes with their service of Hashem. Uh, that's why they chose to become. Uh, shepherds of sheep, so that worldly matters, the world's matters of this world, should not disturb them, should not preoccupy them, take them away from their service of Hashem. So what do we learn? But from our Rashi, that's before us, we learn even more than this. It is not just this alone, it is not just this alone, that matters of this world did not preoccupy him, take him away from his cleaving and his service to Hashem but actually impacted and influenced and also the world that's outside him. Not only that, Not only that, but he forced the people of Mitzrayim, which is considered to be the nakedness of the land, which means the lowest place of the land, that they should circumcise. And with that way to subdue their level, because they are cold, they are over, flooded with promiscuity. So he forced them to circumcise, to subdue them, to the extent that Pater himself, the Melech Mitzrayim, the king of Egypt, he commanded on them, they must listen to Yosef, and to circumcise themselves. So this is a lesson for each one and one. The Jewish people are called Yosef. Yosef. He leads like sheep. Yosef leads them like sheep. So Yosef is the roya. He is the one that. uh, No, he reads the Yisrael. Yosef is the yidn. And Noyeg leads like sheep of Yosef. So Yosef is just like another name for the yidn. It's explained because Yosef fed them, so they all relate to Yosef. Therefore, it is within the power of each one and one to effect by themselves, wherever they are. Even if the people of the place are on a tremendous spiritual descent, and they are very distant from Yiddishkeit, from Judaism, and therefore. Not only should he not become affected from the materialism of the place, shouldn't fall in his spirit to become despondent. all of these and a person should strengthen himself, she and that he should be whole in Mitzvah. That's not enough. Not enough that he can take care of himself and not to become influenced, but rather the person has the power to impact the world that is outside from him. For all the in that are there, find themselves there. To the extent that through the conduct in the fitting way, you become a light unto the nation will fulfill the seven mitzvahs that belong to them as well. Their are seven mitzvahs. vaad to the extent the whole world the whole world will be uh, corrected and sorted out. Everything in the world. We will merit the coming of our righteous Mayud, And for the fulfillment of Hashem's promise, Then, at that time, I will turn around all the nations that with a very clear language. Everybody will call in the name of God. And to work by one shoulder, everybody together. This is Mishichas, Shabbos, Parshas, Miketz, Tavshin, Lamed